What is up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, episode 126. Today, we're going to be talking about my journey to 1 million subscribers on YouTube. We're going to also talk about John's YouTube growth. He's been crushing it this year. What else changed and all about the landscape on YouTube as we've been seeing it. So we're excited to be back. The first thing we want to do before we jump into anything else is thank some of those patrons that joined in our absence. Uh, we've been gone for about uh, seven months now, so we have quite a few here. We had John Moody, John Grubb, Jason Loesch, Thrasher's Wood Creation, Faint Designs, Brandon Gray, and Adam Washingham. Yes, and no worries. I'm also here, guys. We also want to send a huge thank you out there to Katie Lockridge, Corey from The Make Shape Create, uh, Kyle Gibson, Blue Grain, Matt with one T, and Rocky Cagno. Uh, really awesome to see patrons jumping on board and continuing to support MFP as it lives, lives in uh, perpetuity, right? It's just continuing to be out there, bringing the value. Uh, we're getting tons of engagement on social lately, I think, about people who are dealing with the current situation in the world um, and looking for some guidance. Really, really glad we can offer MFP forever because we're never going to take it down. It's always going to be there for you guys uh, and living out there. And, and we love all the support that has continued yeah. to come with it. And uh, first thing we want to do on this episode is kind of apologize for the absence. Um, I think a lot of people have been wondering why uh, <laughs> why we've been absent. And it was uh, not a feud. John and I are not, uh, no. you know, on non-speaking terms. The, the, the bromance <laughs> is still alive and well. Uh, you know, Brad and I. Although he is, he is replacing me with Alex, though, clearly. No, well, that's okay. You know, Alex. Alex has gone pure renegade, and uh, and and you know he's um, a little bit more uh, in the uh, in the mindset of punching the day in the face, as Brad is more in the uh, cuddle and caress the day in the face kind of guy. And so uh, you just see it more. It's it's not that it isn't there, but uh, but yeah, we wanted to touch a little bit on the uh, the absence here and just kind of give a, a brief explanation. Um, from both of our ends, and and uh, and let you guys know that when we're we're completely transparent because. MFP is for all you guys, um, and you know we, we want to make sure that you guys understand the journey we're going on here as well. So, first and foremost, uh, you know one of the main reasons we decided to take a break from Made for Profit was uh, both of our businesses have been growing uh, very fast, and coming into 2020, we had plans to rev back slightly, uh, go into like a kind of a two episode a month model. Um, and as we started to get into the groove of that after a little holiday break, uh, you know, the pandemic hit and uh, Brad and I, you know, we, we talk every single day almost still. And, um, with it, we were chatting and, you know, the first thing that was massively significant was, <laughs> are we, am I going to still be able to run my business? You know, I, I have a physical location. I have, uh, to be in and out of the shop, uh, Pennsylvania put strict uh, strict restrictions on physical businesses. So there was a couple of weeks there where I was literally not able to come into my shop uh, because we didn't know if I was if I was legally allowed to. Um, and so that's that was like the first moment where we were like, hey, we we need to talk about this. And and in that, you know, I was able to actually navigate the waters and find that because I don't have actual clients or anyone coming into the business that I wasn't creating any endangerment or harm to society. Uh, Sam and I actually talked about it. And, uh, I, and I basically said to him, I was like, if, if, if something like this is going to have any impact on this business, um, we're not going to allow it to fail. I'm not going to allow it to fail for lack of effort. Um, and so 
we kind of uh, put the put the hard hats on and dove into the back end of the business, and, and we'll touch on that a little bit later in the episode. But really wanted to put um, as much focus as we could into growing the content side of the channel. Um, and, and made for profit, uh, just happened to be something that as we were deciding to step back from a weekly posting to a, a bi-weekly posting, um, we were navigating the waters of sponsorships, right, Brad? And you know, the, the, you guys have to realize with the way that Brad and I make money and that influencers make money is that sponsors also got hit with the same pandemic the rest of us are dealing with. And in that, uh, we lost, we lost them. We lost our we lost our sponsorships, and and yeah, it wasn't. It's, we had it's not in any negative way. It was just something that's like, hey, let's let's pump the brakes. We don't know how things are going to work yeah, out. And and, so, and uh, you know, John, like you said, we try to be as transparent as possible here, and we've uh, I think told you from the beginning, right, that that uh, we you know our our main goal is to share the knowledge, and the the reason we started this whole podcast was because we got so many DMs asking us for business advice. And so as we got into it, that was a huge aspect of it is to like really cover the basics. And, um, and John, like you said, I think we've done that in the in the first 125 episodes. Uh, we have definitely covered the basics uh, in and then some. And so um, that was the other part of it, too, is that we felt like uh, honestly, there was it was a bit of a stretch. So it was harder to um, get people for interviews because of COVID and all that stuff. <clears throat> even though it seems like oh everybody's home, <clears throat> it was just you know just one of those things where people didn't want <clears throat> to deal with it as much apparently. Yeah, and the dynamic of people have families, right? Like, <laughs> right, because everybody's dealing with their own stuff, and um, you know a lot of people have kids homeschooling, which which I do now. And uh, anyway, not to make excuses, just giving you the reasons behind it. But uh, the, for the same reason is that uh, so behind that it became more difficult. The content became. A little bit harder to come by, uh, and then on top of that, you know, from a monetary perspective, again, we've always talked about that. Like, you know, this is something that we have to. It has to make sense for us to invest the time. So, you know, going forward, what we want to do, we're not sure, honestly. So, uh, we'll start off with that. We don't know what this is going to look like for the rest of 2020, but we did want to re-engage it, and we have several things we're talking about. But um, you know, some of those things are going to be where we can make it a profitable business. And that might be, uh, you know, it might be different look as far as sponsorships go. It might be uh, different course offerings and product offerings. Like we've got the uh, the pricing guide, like it's still out there chugging, selling a couple of copies every week. Um, it's, you know, it's there. So if it's something that we can turn into a, a profitable business, then obviously it makes a lot more sense for us to engage in that. So that's kind of where we're at. And, uh, and if you may or may not hear. We're not sure how this is going to come across on the recording. And <laughs> John is in the new office. So yeah. if you hear some road noise and some little echo, uh, that's John's setup right now. But uh, that shouldn't be too much longer because he's making a double-decker bunk We're building bed, a bunk desk. Desk, bunk desk. Which should fix this. But, <laughs> uh, you know, going back and touching on what, what you were just saying, Brad, and I mean, we can call, there's an elephant in the room too that, you know, it is, it is not easy to record a podcast with three kids in the house and I, and we get that and we want to bring you guys as high quality as possible. Um, and, and Brad is like, a, I mean, he's a, he's a gentleman and a father first. Uh, so, you know, being able to be there for the family and stuff, uh, I highly respect it. And, and I'm grateful to have someone like you in my life as I know all of our listeners are. And that was just something that was, uh, we talked about as a business as made for profit that, you know, Brad was like, Hey, the kids are home. We got to figure out the schooling thing. 
uh, you know, I got to get this handled first. And that's what we did. And so um, we don't, as he was saying, we don't know what the future of made for profits going to look like. But we, what we do know here is that uh, we are, we're here for Yin's guys. We're here for you guys and we want to make sure we're still bringing the value. And, and one thing we've been tossing around and discussing is, as Brad was stating, is like transforming into a little bit more of a uh, substantial business and not so much just a podcast. Um, I don't know if a lot of you that are listening understand how much time and effort has gone into those first 125 episodes that we put out there. Um, but there's hours of research. There's a lot of time uh, pre-planning and discussing topics. There's a lot of time um, trying to narrow down, you know, discussion points and all kinds of stuff. Um, when there's a lot of podcasts out there that just, you know, hop on same time, click record and go. Um, and so we're going to be weaving in a little bit more of that, uh, you know, what's going on in both of our lives, as well as always keeping it juicy with the business talk, because we as, uh, you know, two individuals who are within the, the maker community realize that that is pertinent information that is important and that it's not really out there as a resource. So one other thing we've been contemplating is, uh, you know, de- but depending on what you guys want to hear and see from us is uh, potentially launching, you know, a course um, or an, more of a incredibly deep dive into our understanding and knowledge of how to grow a business in the shop and in a digital space as a maker. And we want to know, we want to know if you guys would want something like that. Um, we could easily put the time and effort into creating the products and putting them out there. Uh, and then none of you want them. Uh, <laughs> and we don't like that. So if you want to see a course from the made for profit or something that's a little bit more of a deeper dive, uh, let us know, shoot an email over to made for profit podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what your top three problems are with your business and how you think you could use a deeper dive investing in your business and how to grow it. Um, and you know, as we continue to navigate through the rest of 2020, we will come up with more concepts and ideas to either hit those topics for shows coming up in the future or give you guys a little bit of a incredibly deep, juicy dive into something that's a little more of a paid product that would take a lot of time and effort, but would definitely bring that value. Um, but we want to know, we want to, we want to hear what your problems are, what your pain points are. Uh, and, and we want to know, um, you know, sooner rather than later, because we know times are changing. Uh, and, and it's been a little bit of a difficult uh, water to navigate for, for a lot of our listeners out there, including ourselves. Um, but in downtimes, there's always upsides. And one of those being Brad's incredible journey. Segway. Yes. To one million. To one subscribers. million subscribers. So what, yes. you, what you guys want to know what the most interesting thing is, I want, to, I want to tell you a little tidbit, a little story here. So about five or six years ago when Brad and I started to hit it off and, and become bro- brethren in the Bud Light life, um, we, we, we would, uh, we would hop on a call probably two to three times a week where we would just, you know, chat it up, see what's working for one another, um, and, and try to help each other and, and navigate the waters and whatnot. And because I was working for myself full time at the time and Brad was still, uh, crushing that nine to five, uh, he, I was able to dive into a lot of things quickly and get into things, um, without much barrier to entry. Um, and Brad, as you, you all know, from listening to the show is a, is a man of meticulous means who puts the time and effort into planning things first. With that, <laughs> I, I, uh, I dove into to YouTube fairly quickly. Um, you know, I launched, I started posting on social, I think, in like 2013, 14-ish, let's around there on Instagram. And I think I, I launched the YouTube channel in 2016. 
and I started to grow uh, decently, right? I was putting out some stuff. I got some really, really early, very, very, very bad videos uh, as far as quality goes. As and we uh, all do. and they were growing, right? And remember, I remember I hit twenty thousand subscribers, <laughs> and I was in my old house office. Uh, it was on a Friday, and you called me on your way home from work. And I'm going to step back from the microphone, but Brad literally was like, what? You're 20,000 subs already? And, and it was one of those moments that I find to be quite interesting because I just hopped on first, and I was just throwing stuff out there and testing the waters, kind of seeing what was working. And, um, <laughs> and Brad had a channel but wasn't posting on it. So as we kind of continued to grow, that was probably the – one and only time that I've ever had a bigger channel than you on YouTube. Um, but with it, you know, seeing the culmination of, uh, it was, I think it was a week ago or so, you hitting 1 million subscribers. It's just been an, it's been incredible to be able to, you know, kind of be your, 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 your brother in this journey um, that will continue to go. Uh, but it's just been super cool. And I just remember that moment on you like screaming in through the phone <laughs> and I was smiling because I was like, ha, huh, I'm doing something better than him. For like, like yes, 12 minutes. Yes, yes. And then you were like, not for long, kid. Not for long. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. So the, um, the the funny thing is like what you said, I because I started my YouTube channel when um, it was uh, like I, I claimed that. So if you go in there like Social Blade, it'll say I started it in 2013 because that's when I claimed the channel Fix This, Build That. Uh, but I didn't post anything. Actually, I have a video. I have two videos that are unlisted. Uh, they're actually private. They're not even unlisted, just so nobody can even stumble on them. But um, they're they're like the like I shot them on my like Galaxy S three, you know, <laughs> Android phone, and in the in the very beginnings of the uh, shop where it had like literally two light bulbs in the entire garage like 60 watt bulbs. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so bad. And I have those and I love it because those are like, I go back and uh, I was talking with, with uh, my, my YouTube guy and uh, we're planning a like 1 million sub video, which may or may not be out before you guys hear this. But uh, one of the things I want to do is be, is talk about, is go through the journey. It's going to be kind of like a, uh, a little bit of a backstory and a little bit of a, of a, you know, a lot of a thank you. But um I want to show some clips from that, those first videos. And I, John, you've never seen them. So it'd be hilarious, man. They're like four to three. Like, I don't even know like, yeah. I, like why I wasn't <laughs> shooting a widescreen, but I mean, it was like 2016. It's not like this was like 20, you know, 2007. But uh, yeah, I, I had those videos and I started it. And then I was like, I looked at them and I was like, these are horrible. <clears throat> and I just stopped making them. So, uh, so I didn't really get going until 2016 of really getting in. It was like June of 2016 is when I really started to, to get going on the YouTube channel. And, and, uh, that was, you know, a process for me getting started. So I know a lot of you out there are just getting started or thinking about getting started and you're, you're scared. You don't know how to get going. And, uh, you know, that was probably one of the biggest learnings that I got just what John got finished saying. And what I experienced is that I started and then I stopped because I didn't like what I saw. So you might be scared to start because you don't feel like you have the right gear. I mean, we've come a long way between, you know, the last four years as far as cell phones. And like, I would have to imagine 95 plus percent of you guys have a very capable cell phone that will shoot 1080p video. And so there's no reason not to start. So that was something that kind of held me back in the beginning 
uh, of not getting started. But then once I got in there and working on the side hustle, I, I was, you know, clipping away and, and putting projects out. And then the, the growth started coming. But what was interesting, John, so, you know, you had some of those early hits, like a lot of mine at the beginning were very, were very slow. You know, I didn't take off for a, a bit yet because um, yeah. I'm looking, I, I don't have, I, actually, I probably got it. I know I've got it in a, in another spreadsheet, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, I think the first year I, I'll have to go pull it up. I'm looking at like a year in, I had 40,000 subs. So like June of 2017, I had 40,000 subs. So uh, you know, it, it was a grind to get there, though. So it was nice, slow, steady growth. Uh, when you were first starting out, John, was it you had those spikes up and down? Well, I guess you could look at it right on. We could look at it right in uh, the studio, can't we? Probably. It, it was like, if I, to be honest, like you guys know that I'm just like I'm always a person looking forward. And uh, and I have actually no recollection. But I, I, what I do remember is that I just started I played the copycat game. So like one, you know, one thing I know from sports is that like, if you want to get good fast, just look at the best player in the room and do what they do. Um, and that's what I was doing at the time. I was literally just like, Oh, so-and-so did this video. Like, I like to do that. Maybe I'll try it. Um, you know, maybe some people would be interested in this and that. And I had a couple videos. I think I had, I still have like a, a cross cut sled that is a lot of people question my uh, techniques and whatnot in building it. <laughs> but, I mean, that thing popped off. I did an industrial table, and both of those kind of grew the channel. And I think we were, like, we were pretty close in size at the end of that first year. Um, and if, I was, Dude, if I'm going to go back here. And, and I didn't tell you this, John. I didn't tell you this. My dad uh, has been getting into knife making. Oh, boy. And he's like, yeah, I saw this guy. And he, he was just, like, putting scales on a knife. He was like, do you know this guy? It's uh John Malachi, John, uh, <laughs> he, he was watching your video where you did that, yes. that knife kit. <laughs> that is amazing. That was awesome. That is absolutely amazing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yes, I, I do know that guy. Oh yeah. Well, so see, YouTube makes it hard because they don't give you the total number. They, they just don't. show you individual, yeah. uh, by day. So, uh, but anyway, so as, as that, what's going to happen and it's really interesting. So more of talking in broad generalizations about not even broad generalizations, just broad observations, because, you know, there's are different things going on, is that what John and I have seen and what happens in almost every single YouTube channel is that uh, you are going to have slow and steady growth or slow and stagnant growth. And when I say steady, I mean, like, you know, five subs a week, 10 subs a week, 50, like something pretty small. And then you're going to have inflection points. And every single YouTube channel that is big, and when I say big, I'm saying, let me rephrase that. So any YouTube channel that's gained more than 100,000 subscribers in like one year, you're going to have an inflection point being a video that pops off versus your other videos. And that's how it happened for me. Uh, you know, when I'm like sitting here looking at my chart, I can clearly see it because it's this huge, massive spike in the middle of in the middle of the chart and i know exactly what that was that was when i did my hidden wireless charging desk and that was in august of 2018 i had about 300,000 subs and so i was you know between so let's see here that was i just told you that i had uh 40 at the end of or the middle of 2017 and then the middle of 2018 i had gotten up to 300 so it was a good year it was steady growth but it wasn't massive 
Okay, fact check time. <laughs> this is Brad coming from the editing room. Uh, when I said I had 40,000 at the middle of 2017 and 300 at the middle of 2018, I did not. I had 130 at the middle of 2018. So over the course of a year, I had picked up about 90,000 followers. Going back to what I was saying about less than 100,000 per year, and unless you have a big inflection point. By the end of 2018, after the big spike, I had 300,000. So I got a little mixed up there and I wanna make sure that uh, that made sense for when you were listening. Let's get back to it. And then this one just blew up. It just went crazy. It had like a million, over a million views in the first month. And in that one month, I picked up 100,000 subscribers. And that is what, like if you if you look at the chart and uh, you know, as we start talking through these things, um, you know, these are things that we'd like to share with you guys. We'll figure it out whether we put that on the, um, you know, in the stories or somewhere else where we can show you guys some of these cool things. But uh, once that happened, it completely changed the trajectory of my channel. And uh, it's, you know, what a lot of people call, uh, well, it's not a lot of people call it, it's just a step change, right? So you were at one level before, you change your baseline. So I went from having, uh, let's see here, these are daily. So I was getting a couple hundred subs a day to after that, I was getting, you know, upwards of six, 700 you know, over a thousand subs a day after the spike where I was getting four or five, 6,000 subs a day for uh, about a week there or so. So in John, I know you've seen similar, right? When you had, like when you came out and you started uh, like even just recently with like the impossible series, but before that you had a lot of ones that hit with your river table was your big one. Um, it, why don't you talk about that a little bit, John? Cause yours, that was really interesting where your river table popped off. Like you had one of the first river tables uh, with the glass inlay mm -hmm. that was a big one on YouTube uh, before the epoxy really hit, and that one spiked hard, but then it kind of it kind of came down and and rode out. And I want you to touch on that about like how that inflection point worked and what it did to your channel. Yeah, and I mean, the similar thing is like you know I was just kind of slow and steady, and I have no clue what my I wasn't tracking subscribers like you did, um, but I know I was like, huh. I didn't even have a hundred thousand subscribers when I put that out um, because I know we didn't hit a hundred thousand until I got into this shop. And uh, you know, with that, that was literally two years ago to like the day almost. Um, but I hit, a, I put a video out there that, you know, was uh, that did well. It was the first uh, river table that I built. It was the glass river table with the finger that a lot of people love. Um, and, the, and the video popped off and, uh, I, I'm looking at my chart as I go back through, uh, you know, views and subscribers and whatnot, and uh, I can see I can see the spikes on the chart as well, right? The the views and the daily subscriber growth went from like, I mean, we're at like 30, 20, 15, 10, 250, 300, 250. So like that's when that video came out, and it was an inflection point, and it really started to change what 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 is essentially considered like a baseline shelf of subscriber growth on the channel. That's still my most viewed video on the channel, which is ironic because I've put out a lot of really, really good content, at least I feel, since then. Um, but, you know, we talked about this on previous shows, which I find to be quite interesting because we've been recording Made for Profit since I put that project out. Uh, and like, because and that was also in 2018. So you had Wireless Desk right. and I had that, and those were like our two big bangers. Uh, and and, uh, and you're, so the, the one thing I think that is interesting to, consider with this conversation here. And I think that it's something that has really, really helped both of us in our growth, uh, especially as of recent and, and with these inflection points is that both of us really, really thought that those growth 
uh, opportunities there were based on the project themselves, right? And we both looked at it and you were like, no, man, it's just an interesting project. Like wireless charging is hot, right? I did, a, you did a little bit of metal. You did that inlaid bow tie. Like that was cool. And you're like, the river table is a hot topic. You're like, people really dig it. It's like, man, we were both talking and we're like, we got to repeat. I got to do another river table. And I really didn't want to. I talked about this on previous shows. And then you were, uh, you were like, I got to do another wireless thing. I got to do some more techies type stuff. And we were both like project, 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 project. Well, when you really get into the, the deep understanding of YouTube, it's not about the project, right? We live in a space where we are project focused because we make things and we make things and those things are projects. When you look into other communities, um, that's just not how it works. If you, if you're curious on why David Dobrik and Jake Paul and all these other people that just basically put themselves on camera and do nothing, uh, are, are popular. It's because they understand what we call the avatar of their content, right? And that's the person watching. And so when you look at like, say my river table, for instance, you could take whatever segment of that river table you wanted, right? And look at it and go, is it the execution of design, right? Is it the beauty of the piece, the final piece? Is it, you know, uh, I don't know, the, the techniques used in the video, whatever it might be. But there's segments of that video that pertain to different things than the content I was putting out before. So when that video popped off, those different things started to speak to different audiences. And they started to pull people in that were like, oh, I really like Live Edge Furniture maybe. I This guy does Live Edge Furniture. I'll subscribe to his channel. And you're like, huh, is that the part? Or was it the fact that I have a river in the middle of two, you know, a $4,000 slab of of walnut like do i need to do more expensive whatever so but anyway i at the moment and us at the moment as a team didn't really grasp that concept of like it's the viewer that is important in that it's not the project same thing with your wireless desk we were like the concept of wireless the concept of tech and builds we were thinking like very much in the project instead of thinking like no 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 the tech audience that might be in the diy or the electronics audience that might be in the diy this speaks to them. Why did that pull so many more subscribers? It's because that video, YouTube saw it and went, hmm, this audience that's slightly over here might be interested in it. And that's an opportunity to show them new content, keep them on platform. So we're going to show it to them. And when they did, Brad executed on a very, very good video, right? It was uh, very informative. It was very much in line with the type of content you produced, which is something that you're really, really good at is, is consistency and, and then being able to speak to your audience. But it had that tangential little aspect of your existing avatar to bring on new people. And that's why we saw such a massive growth in subscribers on both channels is because it was the same thing we've been doing. It just spoke slightly different to a little bit of a different audience. So coming, bringing that full circle and back around uh, was that's something now that, you know, we look at it in its second nature because we've been doing content now for almost three more years since both of us put those projects out. But if you are making content on YouTube and you're doing what I was doing, which was repeating what other people are doing out there in your style, uh, speaking in a certain way or tone um, to make yourself unique or to be able to identify with an audience, you got to be able to flip your brain and go, it's not the project. We get very project focused. It's the other side of it. It's the person watching the project. And what might be a little bit different? How can I get that to speak to new audiences? Uh, and I think that those are interesting going back and reflecting on it, inflection points in both of our journeys here that can tell us a lot moving forward. And it's something that I know in the last year, as we both haven't been able to record a podcast, 
we've both been focusing on a lot. Um, and I think one thing specifically for yourself in your journey to a million has been seeing those opportunities and things that you personally like magic, hidden compartments, uh, solving puzzles and things like that. And the, the success you've had in those projects you've put out recently too, right? Yeah. It, and I, I, you know, I want to definitely jump on what you just said there and hammer that home because uh, part of that inflection point that I talked about and it being project specific, specific we haven't, we haven't uh, done this in a while um, <laughs> is that uh, the, the thing that happens if you go for the, so there's a lot of people out there and some of them succeed at it, but there are a lot of people who, um, and we've all, we've all done it too. Not, I'm not like throwing stones. I'm just saying like, if your goal is to make a viral video and you're doing like what just John said, and you're like, oh, you know what, you know what's super hot right now is uh, ramen noodle repair and uh, yeah, like, you know, whatever. And so you make this video on like how to repair a hole in a door with ramen noodles. Well, that's great. And, and that might get a couple million views. Like right when that's first mm -hmm. coming out the gate and people are like, oh my gosh, ramen noodles. I can't believe <laughs> like he, he bondoed that with ramen noodles. Uh, but what's going to happen is that that is completely project focused. If that's not in, if, you, if you're not the ramen noodle dude or dude it, like if you're not that person, then it's just a fun project and nobody's going to subscribe to you one because it it's not, it's, it's more like, it's like a, a bite-sized snack. Like they're just like, oh, that was cool. Now I move on. And uh, the biggest thing about the wireless charging desk was that the conversion rate on that was so high. This, the, when I say conversion, the subscriber. So that's, that's the rub. And that's where I think you can really start becoming successful on YouTube is when you, uh, when you start linking those together and get people to subscribe. So at that point, I don't know what it's at now, but when it first, like after, even after the first year, I was getting a 5% conversion rate on that video, insane. which is like insane. Um, and so what, what happened is like that really resonated. And I had what I thought was a strong call to action. I mean, obviously it was a strong call to action because uh, it was wireless charging. And I've talked about this before, I think on the podcast, but when I put the phone there to test the charging, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be really funny. What if I had the phone up on YouTube and I subscribed to my channel on there? And so I did that, that and like good. after it, it, it was, was I tried to replicate it and you know, that it's one of those things like bottled lightning type thing. It's like, well, you can only do it once, but, but it was like a unique call to action, a cool project and all those kind of came together that it just drove a ton of subscribers. Uh, and then we see a lot of other people who have videos that just go insane, but they don't convert. Mm -hmm. And what happens is the reason that's typically happening is because it they went for something that was, uh, you know, just like, just trivial, not trivial. What am I trying to say? That it was just like a trendy. It's just like, yeah, tr it's like trendy, something that is just out there just for pure entertainment. And it's going for people's emotions. It's not really tying into who they are, who they want their viewer to be, that kind of thing. It's just one of those, wow, like, oh my gosh, yeah. I can't believe that he fixed the door with ramen noodles. Like that is so cool. Like, and I'm going to share this with 20 of my friends, but I'm not going to subscribe. Like, exactly. did you see like, well, who did that? I don't know. Like they have no clue who yeah. made the video. They just consumed it. And so those are the things that, you know, I think John, what you're hitting on is like, that's where you have to be able to, so not saying that you shouldn't make repairing doors with ramen, but how do you weave that into you to make it part of your story and part of you that like, 
dude, like this, like I love trying out new things. And so like, let's just take that as an example, like a way to do it. Like, I think a lot of people would just address it as the specific project. Here's how you do it. Show it step-by-step, step, blah, blah, blah. Like something you would see on DIY crafts on Facebook, you know, like a Facebook video mm-hmm. versus being like, dude, I've, I, you know, ever since I was a kid, I love repairing stuff and using like cool things and using different media, talk about some other projects. And like, this seems like a crazy challenge. And John, that's what you've been doing recently, right? Like John's, you know, talk about trendy viralish type stuff. Like John has gone out in right field, uh, going after a lot of that stuff and a lot of it testing and like, you know, the bacon epoxy, the epoxy dovetails, like, you know, those are all crazy things, but what, what you've done so well, John is tune it into like you just having fun with it. So it's not about the epoxy dovetails. It's about you seeing if epoxy dovetails can work and working through the problems and making mistakes and getting squirrely and doing all those things. And so that's like that culmination um, and so that's what John's been so successful with this year is really putting his personality out there doing crazy off the wall projects, but it's not about those projects. It's about John experiencing. It's about you experiencing John working through those projects and figuring it out. Yeah. And I think that that is the key, key thing here, right? It's the same thing with your, like your hidden drawer, uh, uh, nightstand, and then my wild projects is that you bring them in with the project and you keep them with the rest of the substance within the video. And that's the stuff we didn't understand in 2017, 2018, when we were seeing stuff just go randomly off uh, and do well. It was like, how do you capitalize on the success of a video getting a bunch of views? Um, And I think it goes back to something that we should touch on here is like, what is the goal of your channel, right? A lot of you that wanna produce content that are struggling, you need to have a voice and a goal of your channel. And I will tell you this, as a, I've been a full-time content creator for say almost three years now. Literally, I have employees and this is what I do. And I 100% did not have a concept of what my voice was or my goal of my channel was until March of 2020. And, and that came from this whole pandemic. Uh, when, it, when it hit, I literally, like I said at the top of the show, I talked to Sam and I said, I'm not going to let this ruin this business. I'm not going to, for lack of effort, I, I won't let us get crushed. So we need to figure out real fast how we're going to make this happen. And uh, we sat down and had a talk and we were like, why, you know, what is this channel about? And came to the conclusion that my channel is about creating inspirational, informational, entertaining, and fun content that people who are into making things want to watch. And I'm not here to teach you how to build uh, like Brad does. I'm not here to teach you um, the ins and outs of anything, like say the Wood Whisperer might, or like a, like a like Steve at the Mere Mortals might. Um, but I'm gonna do things that push the the wide end of the spectrum, right? I'm gonna hit the top of the funnel. If you're potentially interested in building something at any point in your life, uh, you might find this fun and entertaining. We have a blast in the shop. I'll say that, and a lot of people don't realize how much fun you can do in this stuff. And those are the people I want to speak to. So anyway, we start going on the rabbit hole of how we want to speak to our audience and what things we wanted to make sure were important in our content and what wasn't, you know, and, and from that point, I really started to develop and narrow in our voice and we were able to make that come through a lot more. And if you go back to my content previous to March, uh, it's not so much there. And I get a ton of comments like, why did you change? And I was like, I didn't change. I just turned the camera on and like, that's it. Like that's, that's, how I am. That's who I am. That's what I do. That You can ask Brad, you can ask any of my personal friends or any of the other creators in this space that know me personally. 
like we have a blast together in person and we have fun. Um, and that's what I do in life. Like I just, I'm, I'm here to have a good time. Um, and I, and I work really hard at it. And like, that's the voice of our channel. Right. So when I started putting that forward, that's when subscribers started to grow. And the difference was I started to understand that the channel growth for me came from, uh, wild projects, right. Projects that are interesting, but then they, I keep people from video to video to video, which is the next thing we're going to touch on here by having engaging content within it, uh, giving you a reason to maybe want to watch another one of my videos, um, and not, and doing something that I can follow up on. So touching back on my first river table in 2018, I didn't make another one, or excuse me, that was 20, was that 2018? Yeah, it was early 2018. I didn't make another one until, uh, the end of 2019. And I made a 60 liter epoxy resin table for, for a local college here. Um, and it was something that someone else paid for that I was able to make a good piece of content on. People enjoyed it. There was a kid with a crazy mullet, like when we had a blast and <laughs> people really, really, really enjoyed that piece of content. And so what I did is I went back and Brad and I actually did this together and we looked at the data, right? That was the video people were watching the most on my channel. And then the number two video was the other river table from years previous. And then the three yeah. was and how to finish a lot of slab. refinished slabs. <laughs> but none of my current content was relative to my audience at the time. And so if you look at your data and you see that, your, your existing content at the moment is not speaking to your audience as it is right now. What's happening is that your, your, your stuff is being served to new people and they're not subscribing. And you have to ask yourself that question of why. And we immediately addressed it as a team Brad included and said, well, you haven't followed up with a piece of content that the person that subscribed for the 60 liter epoxy resin river table would want to see again, right? If they're there for epoxy, you got to figure that out. And so I was like, cool, I've got 70 liters of epoxy. I can't leave my house. We're in a pandemic. Uh, Let's use this stuff up and do some experimental projects to see if that starts pulling subs. So we did epoxy chisels. We did a dovetailed floating dovetail gun box. We did uh, the, the river, the, excuse me, the lava table, which was something that was in my head for a while. And I started to test and those are all tests for me. And this is another thing that is crucial to growth on YouTube. You have to look at every single project you do as a test, not as your baby. And I don't care if you put, <laughs> as we've been there a hundred hours into a project, you can't be married to that content and think it's just going to pop off because you put your heart and soul into it. You have to be able to analyze the data, look at it, and ask yourselves the why. So we decided to do all of that, and there's a bunch of that content that I put out there that was unsponsored. I was paying for it out of pocket, that we were just you know, trying to, make, trying to see what worked, and that's where I really started to see growth. And on the flip side of it, Brad is in the, the, the innards of his uh, finishing up your shop cabinet renovations, right? And you're seeing a lot of quality um, you know, kind of standard growth with it. Um, and your, your goal for all of that is to provide extremely valuable content to the, the community that you've built around fix this, build that, um, and then provide even deeper quality with your plans. And then in that, be able to supplement different aspects and give different viewpoints on that content. And that was growing great for you. The views are there, the, you know, the, the whole all encompassing business aspects are there, but none of that like pop growth was coming. Right. And you watch that kind of fall off and, uh, and you go back and look at the content and you're like, well, it's not speaking to anybody 
outside of the people that are already watching, right? Like how are you going to get new subscribers when the same people are watching your stuff over and over and over again? And that's kind of where like a lot of people get stuck on YouTube is they're like, I'm making good stuff. You're like, yeah, but you're just talking to the same people all the time. You've got to be able to broadly start speaking more. And you're like, hold on, let's go back and look at the data, right? Your vinyl flooring <laughs> from uh, the year before is. is is one of your most incredibly successful pieces of content that we never saw coming, right? You were like, yeah. this is something good. It'll provide some value. It'll live out there. It'll do decent. And that thing's at like, what, 12 million views, 11 million views now, maybe even more. 14, 14 million views. Wow, we're that's we're how, honing in on 15, yeah. And, yeah, and but, you were like, wait, 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 wait. That speaks to a different audience, right? That speaks to the homeowner, right. not the shop person. And you're like, right, right, yeah, like, mind blown. That, Same so, thing with my content. And this is it, where Brad dude, and I it's, really it's start to dive deep. It's a hundred percent what you're saying. If if you if you play in a narrow bucket, then you're going to get a narrow bucket of followers. And so l- let's be real clear here. First of all, we know we're not advocating that anybody. Is their goal should be to get a million subscribers, right? Like if that's not your goal, that's fine. And and it should never be your goal anyway. Your goal should be whatever, like that, whatever drives you to get there. The million subscribers is not the goal. It's the outcome of you producing quality content to the people you want to, all that good stuff. But you know, it is a milestone and a goal to achieve for by doing the things that you know yeah, you're Yeah, It goes set back to, to that channel goal, right? Your, right, yours is, you're speaking to a wider audience. If you want to go crazy narrow and just talk about dovetails in every single video, like go ahead. Right. You're just not. But you got to and that's setting expectations. So you know, and this probably should have led with this a bit earlier. But setting expectations, like if you, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't have any, any interest in doing anything other than woodworking, and that's fine. But you know the the reality there, and you can look at folks. So it's it's actually really interesting too, and you can look at. Look at a lot of the OGs that are out there in the woodworking YouTube space. They've had very consistent, steady growth. And that growth is over years and years of putting out really awesome content. But uh, a lot of those guys, so like Mark, the Wood Whisperer is a great example of that. Like Mark's not out there doing crazy epoxy stuff. Like he is in a niche. He's got the Wood Whisperer Guild. He executes amazingly well. He's been doing it forever. And he's got really great uh, subscriber base. And it's just something that grows and grows. And, and that's awesome. And so again, you know, looking at that, we have to figure out what that expectation is. Um, all right. I'm going to take a quick break because I've lost John. We back. Sorry about that. We back. Okay. Yeah. So I was just, uh, I think I cut out on you, John. I was just talking about uh, Spags and how like he is like an OG and he's just been hammering amazing content for years and years. Yeah. And, that's and has... Cool. But he's and he's not veering out, right? He ain't making any crazy epoxy stuff. He's not doing home renovations. Like his goal is fine woodworking and he does it amazingly well. But with that, you don't get explosive growth. And Mark's not had explosive growth, but he's had extremely consistent and and very good growth. Uh, and so, you know, again, it, it's you have to look at that. So set some expectations based upon what you want to do in your channel. And just know if you do want want to get that excessive growth, or that faster growth, it's not going to be in furniture building unless you take a really interesting viewpoint on it, right? There are, you can jump out of the jar in woodworking, but it's got to be completely different than what other people are doing because there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of people making woodworking videos. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting uh, when you consider like how most of us get started is like that, it's that copycat mindset, right? Like it's because it, let's be honest, 
most of us aren't that original. You know, we're not changing the world here with our designs or anything. And if you are, then you're probably growing fast. <laughs> but in that, you know, you try to find your rhythm. And what you do is you, you test some things, you put them out there. You want to be Jimmy DeResta when you start. Then you want to be Bob because they've been around forever doing an incredible job. Then you find your path. And when you find it, that's where you need to quadruple down on it. Quadruple down on the things that make your channel unique, whether that's your personality like me uh, and well, Brad's very personality forward now on the channel. The dad jokes are incredible. Um, or like our buddy Alex at, at Mr. Build It, like him and I are standing like, you know, to a segment to the right where we put personality forward and then the build second, which is very different for the makerspace. And I know there's a lot of other people out there and I probably just haven't seen their content, but we, we, him and I literally talked about that. And that was like, you know, we don't have a core business built around selling plans. We don't have a core business built around, you know, uh, engaging people on a blog. Um, but so we both could take that leap when on the flip side, your your core's always been like, no, I want to give the details. Like, that's who I am. That's the person. You speak to what you could potentially call the engineer, right? The person whose brain wants, they want fractions, they want details, they want little tidbits and segments. They want to be able to go back 17 times and hit something perfect. Um, that's how you, that's who you are as a person, who you speak to in your content. And that's phenomenal. When you figure that out, that's where the growth really started to come. And I think that the whole point of this episode for you getting to, uh, you know, a million and myself picking up 200 some thousand subscribers in six months is based on the fact we both realize that you have to speak to that avatar. You have to speak to, you have to find out what your voice is go quadruple down on it and then continue to test and try and bring new people onto the channel without diverging completely from who you are. A lot of people think that these situations is something where you're like, people like Casey Neistat, right? They love vlogging. I'm going to vlog as a woodworker now. And that's not, it's not necessarily the format of the video, right? It's not necessarily the, uh, the project itself that's going to bring growth. It is the avatar that you're speaking to and you as the creator and how you relate to him. And I think that that is like the one, the epiphany we've had here uh, in the past, I would say 12 to 18 months as a team um, and being on YouTube and then just seeing the dynamic of how YouTube has been continuing to change and, and evolve. And that's if I, if I, all the advice I've been giving to anybody lately who's been asking me has been right into that. It's like, stop thinking about yourself, start thinking about the person watching your content and how can you continue to just over and over and over and over and over again, bring them value. If you're doing yeah. like in my, uh, so what, what I've done and if you guys, most of you, I'm assuming are still watching my stuff. If you're not shame on you, but in that, if you, uh, if you've noticed the, the projects are getting more weird. Um, and the only reason is because I want to take it upon myself to continue to push the envelope, right? But that's like me. But the way I think we speak to in the shop here is to, it's to all of us. Everyone, every single person listening to this right now is capable of making what I make. I'm not doing anything out like, like crazy, whether I'm doing some carving or like the floating tables and stuff like that was just a cool idea. And I literally said in the video, got served to me. I was like, I want to make this like well, I made it in my voice, right? Speaking to the audience that's already on my channel. And that's why it did so well. It's why it's continuing to do well. Then I figured out a way to repeat it. And that's what you're doing with your hidden segment now. I think it's amazing. You're bringing that engineering mind. You're bringing that like problem solving the, the, the Brad that I know behind the scenes to the forefront. Uh, and that's how a lot of us are, right? That's how, that's like, <laughs> I know when you talk to a lot of 
you know, garage woodworkers and dads out there, like that's how they're getting through projects. They're trying it, they're screwing up, they're going back, they're <laughs> fixing it. And when you, when, when you and I were watching that video and I was like, dude, this is like the perfect voice. Um, we, I think that you look at that now and you go, this is why I pulled so many subs is because it wasn't just speaking to this, you know, silo of individuals here. It started to a little more broadly talk to a different avatar, but it's still like Brad's content. And then you started to stack, you know, if you watch the first one, you're going to like this one. And then I know you've got more right. of a hopper coming down the line. And then you go back and look at your other successful stuff. I know you're doing some more content around the vinyl flooring because you've pulled a massive part of your audience in to the home uh, remodeler audience or the DIYer in the home. You've got to continue to talk to them. And that's why knowing your avatar is so important is like it is your obligation as a content creator to provide value to your audience. And you have to be able to look at your audience. And that's where I think a lot of people are falling short. They're looking at it and going, I need a viral project. And it's like, no, 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 no. You need to look at the people watching what you've already put out there, continue to realize that you're always testing, and then give them more of what they want. If they're watching something that you've put out there two years ago, why? Give them more of that. Stop trying to guess and read the data. That's the biggest thing, man. Yeah, that's the biggest thing that I think you and I missed on early on. For years. Was that um, we're like, oh, that was awesome. That one did really well. And then not... Like, I mean, it just seems so silly, like looking back, like why on earth didn't we just replicate those and, and not, you know, not just like, oh, I'm going to make the exact same thing, but, you know, try to figure out what was it about that project that really pulled people in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, like John's whole impossible series, right? So it was like, okay, like people really love this one. All right. Well, like, it's not just about tensegrity. I'm going to try this, you know, floating cave thing where I've got acrylic holding up two pieces of wood, right? So that's the idea is how can you take your best performing content and deliver more on it? So yeah. instead of just trying to do, do the same thing, um, and that's like, so it, it real quick though, you have to be careful, okay? Because you can, one se- thing, you can segment yourself. You can segment yourself and, or you can spread yourself across different avatars and, and that's, that can be a kiss of death as well. Uh, because if you like for me, the vinyl plate flooring video like that. So the kind of the genesis behind that was, uh, I think at the time, like Home Depot, like sent me an email and they're like, hey, um, we got this new stuff. It's vinyl plate flooring. Uh, do you have any places you can put it? And I'm like, uh, like I had I had like a a laundry room project that had like just linoleum sheet in it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that'd be cool. I'll put it in there. And it was literally like, that wasn't even an idea that I had. It was just like a culmination of two things. Like this was before, like I had no idea. I, I looked in, I saw like, oh, vital play. Like, yeah, there's some interest there. I put it out. I had no idea it was going to do as well as it did. And then after that, it was like another, it was over a year before I did another one. And then I did that one. That one also took off. But then, so what, what kind of has happened? And so this is for me, my struggle, uh, the people who watch me, and subscribe to my channel because I installed vinyl plank flooring. If I put out a crosscut table saw said video, they are more than likely not going to watch that. Correct. Uh, right. Because it's going to be hardcore shop woodworking. Um, so what I've done is I've kind of generated an audience. You know, you're talking about top of funnel earlier, John, I've got a top of funnel audience that is pretty wide that they came off a series of my videos that were either home DIY or like, those cool, you know, wireless charging desk and that kind of stuff. 
I know that a vast majority of those folks are not going to enjoy a crosscut sled, a work table, whatever I'm doing in the shop. And so that's something I have to balance. But I also know I have a core set of audience that loves that stuff. And the bigger reason, which John alluded to earlier, uh, part of my business is plan sales. And so that's how I keep that going. And so even though I know I'm going to alienate some of my audience by putting out woodworking specific plans and projects, like I'm going to, you know, it's going to be worthwhile. Then I can go back and dip in. So I'm serving a couple of audiences and I've actually, John and I, to be fully transparent, I've talked to John many times. I've considered splitting the channel and making fix this, build that be more home DIY and like those exciting, you know, sexy projects. And then having my second channel be completely woodworking shop oriented. But, you know, I, I don't think, and I'm still considering it, but I don't think I'm going to do it because it's just, you know, I've got so much momentum and people are still watching those ones, but that is something you need to be careful and make sure that uh, you're not stringing yourself out because we've had friends that have done the same thing. And like you put out this crazy viral video of, of something and then you put out, you know, a DIY project and they're like, what? And it gets no views. And then YouTube's like, oh, well, this guy's not relevant anymore. So they kind of take you down mm -hmm. a notch. And then if you don't repeat another viral video in a bit, then like they're, they're beating you up and they're not beating you up. You're just not serving that avatar that you pulled in. Right. So that's right. John, back to what you were saying. It's not about the algorithm. It's that you're not serving that, that avatar that you pulled in by getting all those subs. Yeah. And this is content creation 101. This is the thing that we never got taught because we've been guessing this for the whole time. But if you look at a great television show, right? Uh, it's going to speak to you in a different way in, in like the first season than it is in the second. And then from there, you're going to can you're going to realize it's starting to talk. It's you're speaking to the audience. It's the same concept here is you just need to look at why something did well. Did it, if it brought new people on, you have to reengage those people. If you put out a viral piece of content, you need to be thinking about it as a business and go, how am I going to repeat on this if this goes well? And then have that next two or three projects and then continue to dip back into it. Brad, for instance, is much more aware now that if the home renovation stuff does well, he has to go back to it, even if it's more work, at least once every, I don't know, two months instead of two years. Um, because that audience is going to be hanging out there waiting for that next thing. They subscribe to you. They gave you that badge of subscription because they enjoyed that content. You got to give them more. And that's kind of like, huh, this seems super simple. But a lot of us just don't think that way. And I know a lot of us didn't for a while. Um, and that's like the biggest takeaway I would say we got in in one, being able to take more time during this pandemic to dive into the data uh, Two, really having to realize like, you know, here's 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 the. Like, here's here's being frank here in this situation as a content creator, like I said at the beginning and in the middle of this episode, I can't live and die on sponsors anymore. I don't know if they're going to dry up. We don't know what the lay of the land is going to look like. But what I do know is that if we continue to provide incredible value to our audience, we continue to entertain and inspire and do what we've been doing, um, that we'll be able to have a future as content creators. That comes with, though, the understanding that this is a job and you have to be able to continually do that. And for myself, that's why you see me doing more impossible projects, one after the other, after the other. You're seeing them like every four or five weeks. Why? Well, I'm pulling subscribers left and right off of those projects. I have to be able to, I want to give value to those people that came on the channel that are giving me 
the the time of day, you know. And the same thing with Brad here is like you got to go back to those vinyl people. You got to go back to people who want to see hidden stuff. And if you're if you're struggling on YouTube right now, go back and look at your stuff that's done well. If it pulled a ton of subs, you can easily find that out in your analytics. Make them another piece of content. Create something for those people that came on board. And if that second piece of content fails, try it again. Like figure out why it failed and then make them another piece. They came on board for a reason. You got to figure that out and uh, and repeat it. And that's like the, that's how Brad got to a million. That's why I'm seeing hundreds of thousands of people sub into the channel. Uh, and that's why we've been seeing our friends who are also doing very, very well right now as content creators. They're doing the same thing. They're like, hmm, this person came on board. I got to speak to them again. I got to give them more. I got to give them more. And I mean, I, I want to give a ton of credit to our to our buddies uh, to Alex and Mr. Build It. He's done an incredible job of continuing to go back and give more value to his entire um, DIY home renovation audience. And same with Mike Clifford. Like Mike, Mike took Clifford a massive leap of faith, quitting his job. Crazy. <laughs> and then buying his building. But like he's speaking to the person that wants to see that building turn into something glorious. And he's doing an incredible job. If you study that, you can really see the why is the reason Mike's doing very, his videos are doing so well and his it's channel's growing Modestrial so Maker, if it's, his channel's Modestrial Maker. Mike's not, uh, he's not doing anything Mike. insane in the videos, right? I mean, he cut out a staircase in one well, video and I watched it for it's 20 not even minutes. That. <laughs> it's a compelling story. So that yeah. that's, you know, I won't hit on that for too long, but just to say, go check it out. So when uh, Mike used to be a lawyer, quit his day job and now is, um, is full-time content creator, and when he announced that, it was part of a, he had bought an abandoned building and the building was just the, the uh, new part, new series is him converting that and being his dream space of a loft space. So it's going to be uh, content that he's going to be doing for a long time because he's renovating this. It was literally abandoned building and uh, people just love that content. And, and uh, you know, his sub growth just went insane. Uh, but it was a very far stretch from the stuff he was doing before, which is a lot of concrete, a lot of straight woodworking. So he has transferred, transformed his channel to be now like basically all about his journey doing this abandoned building renovation. And so, you know, this is, uh, again, another way that as you see something that keeps going and keeps working, that you just go with it. And Mike just has completely embraced it. And that's what he's doing. So, you know, you, you have to be able to do that. So I, I do want to hit the real quick. So we're talking... John and I have become, and, and have always been, we just haven't done it that well, but really students of the game, right? We are students of YouTube. So, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're hearing, if you're still listening, then you're probably also interested because if you're not, then you probably have already dropped off. But this is not the only way to do it, right? This is how we are doing it. There are other people, like there's two people that I also want to call out, you know, a couple of our friends as well that I think they kind of run to the beat of their own drum. And I'm sure there's more behind the scenes stuff. And I know there is, but uh, April Wilkerson and Bob Claggett, if you look at their channels, they do a lot of passion projects. Mm -hmm. This is not like they don't do stuff that, oh, I think this is going to do well. Although I know that goes into the consideration, but like, they're just like, they build the stuff they want to build and they, and they always have. And they, it's never looked at to me like, oh, like they, they look and say, this will be a great idea. Again, I, I know that does factor into it at some point, but, um, you know, they're in, and they're both, you know, Bob is like the leader in our community. He's over 3 million subs now. April's well over a million. Uh, and so as far as just the reaction of the community, so not to say that you have to go chase those things that perform well, like they've just been, and, but they've also both been around a very long time. 
Uh, but they've done it their way. They're not out there going, oh, let me try the hot, next hot thing. But they are both very creative people and both very, very different. You know, Bob is just all over the map from electronics to 3D printing to home repair to woodworking, you know, he metalworking, he does it all. Uh, April is huge scale projects. That's what she's really, I think, built her channel on because she's not afraid to do anything. She'll build, you know, a 96 by 48, whatever the heck her shop is, you know, build a shop by herself, all that stuff. Um, so what John and I are talking about today is kind of how we're doing it in a way that you can really use the data and use what it's telling you to get better, but that's not the only way to do it. And lots of people are succeeding doing it other ways. We're just sharing you what's working for us right now. Yeah. And, and I think that that is a great point to wrap up with is that like, you don't have to follow our path. This is just how we've seen some success. And uh, I love seeing Bob and April continue to crush it. Cause the other aspect of that is, is when you've been around for so long, you can get burned out and neither, both of them have just been trugging through it for a long, long time and being a part of their audience and now being, you know, friends with them. Uh, it's amazing to see how they've just continued to, to continue. <laughs> like it's, it's incredible, both doing uh, great things. And I think the whole community as a whole has continued to just lift itself up in, in the times like these. And what's amazing is that the pandemic has been phenomenal for the DIYer and the woodworker, as far as awareness goes. Right. Because more people are getting into it. Because <laughs> so many people are in there doing so it. There's but that, but I think we would be, I think we we mentioned Jimmy. We would be remiss if we didn't mention a few, and hopefully we don't miss anybody, but but Glenn from DIY Creators, he's yeah. been crushing it. He is like well on his way to a, three million. A billion. And then obviously, yeah, and and Ben and Mike out there in yeah. Joshua Tree just hammering it out. Crushing. I mean, those guys are are legends. Those are our are, are buddies over there on Modern Maker Podcast. But um, you know, there are a lot of so there are a lot of people that you could go and look. Uh, and, and that's, you know, something when I was trying to, when I was aiming for a million subs, I would go out and look like who in our space is there mm -hmm. and what have they been doing and not to, but to, to use them as an example. And I'm hoping that, you know, that myself and John and, you know, everybody, everybody ahead of you or even below you, like I take tips from people who have a hundred thousand subs all the time. I'm like, dad gum, this person is crushing it. Like, I love how they did X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this new dude, have you seen, um, Alex, I don't even know how to say his last name, Alexander, Chappelle Chapel, he's like Norwegian. No. He, I'll send you, dude, he's amazing. He he built this like he he does a ton of three D printing, and he built this crazy like adjustable arm, um, like boom jib type crazy thing three yeah, D print. Rules. It's it's amazing. That rules. But anyway, he's only got like one hundred and thirty thousand subs, and he is just crushing it. I'm like, yeah, this guy's amazing. So yeah, so do it your own way, uh, but you know, use yeah. the data and use the examples that are out there. And you can get wherever you want to in this career. Yeah, don't be, uh, don't don't feel like you're a failure when things get hard. Uh, take a step back, take a deep breath, and and ask yourself why. Um, look at look at the look at what's happening um, around you, and then the only thing that you can control is yourself. Uh, and, and if you want to become more knowledgeable, you can learn a lot more about what's going on with you know with a podcast like this. Uh, Brad and I both consume a ton of content on understanding data and understanding the back end of YouTube. Um, I know I personally pay for that. Like I, I pay to learn more, um, but you can control what you can control. When times get hard, uh, put it on your own back and just kind of persevere. Um, you know, as we wrap this episode, I want to send a massive congratulations out to you, Brad, on, uh, on 1 million. You know, I'm thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you thank over you. here. Uh, it's been a journey together. And in that togetherness has been you 
the made-for-profit community. Uh, you're a huge part of both of our lives. We're glad to be able to be recording here. Um, our plan is to hit a couple more episodes through the rest of 2021, 2020 and come back in 2021 uh, hopefully with a full head of steam, uh, some sponsorships and stuff to get us going into the new year and a few new products. Um, if you guys are looking for uh, a little bit of a deeper dive or you have some problems going on in your business right now, uh, send us an email over at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how we can help you. And we look forward to growing and crushing it here in the future together. Absolutely. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode, which... You'll know when it comes out. Peace. (laughs) Peace.